letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Thursday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include the end of the run for the Minnesota Twins this season, some significant rain on the way, and more local reaction to the war in Israel. But we begin in Benton County, where there is some breaking news this afternoon. We are expecting a press conference soon with the Benton County Sheriff about today's shooting of as many as five police officers serving a warrant on a man who was holed up in a home near Princeton, Minnesota. That suspect is believed to be in custody now. WCCO Susie Jones is at the county courthouse in Foley and joins us live with the latest. Susie. Laura, we are just looking at a press release that the sheriff, Sheriff Heck, just sent out, uh, Troy Heck, just gave it to us about two minutes ago, and I'll read it just briefly. Five members of the Sherburne County Drug Task Force were shot. All are expected to survive after being confronted by a suspect while executing a search warrant at a home in Benton County. Now, during the incident, the sheriff says officers exchanged gunfire with the suspect who was arrested. He was also injured and taken to the hospital. The cause and extent of the injuries of the suspect not known at this time. Now, the Minnesota VCA just arrived. They'll be helping in the investigation. Of that task force, three of them were Sherburne County office Sheriff's Office members. One was a Princeton Police Department officer and one from Elk River. Again, all are expected to be okay, which is good news. Um, We are going to have a press conference, as you say, at 3 o'clock, where hopefully we'll learn more about the suspect. But talking to neighbors uh, in the area of 190th Avenue Northeast and Glen Dorado, uh, Mike Mago said, it's unfortunate, it's too bad, because, you know, the officers were just trying to do their job, essentially. It's really unfortunate like something like that would happen because, I mean, people are just doing their job. The police, whether it's you, you're doing yours, I do my job, the police are doing their job. They get paid to do what they do. And for someone to, especially, as, I think he's in his 70s, and it's, he should be more rational. I mean, why take it out on them? Again, Laura, about the suspect, we talked to a neighbor who said that he believed the house was a drug house. Another neighbor said that they believe that he just got out of prison himself not too long ago. So, again, we're hoping to get more information about this suspect coming up next hour. Live in Benton County in Foley, Minnesota, Susie Jones, News Talk 830-WCCO. The Twins went down swinging last night against the Astros, striking out 14 times in what became the last game of the 2023 season. The Twins season came to an end in a 3-2 loss to the Astros in Game 4 of the ALDS. For the second straight game, the Twins were held to only three hits, two of them on home runs by Royce Lewis and Edouard Julian. Popped up left field, hit fairly well, back goes Brantley. To the wall, looks up, good. Opposite field over by Eddie Julian. Twins trail 3-2. Jose Abreu's two-run homer in the fourth inning off Caleb Thielbar was the difference. The Astros' other run coming in on a solo home run by Michael Brantley. The Twins used six pitchers in the game, but it wasn't enough with the offense again stuck in neutral. 3-2 is also the final score. The Astros move on to their seventh straight ALCS, and the Twins go home until next season. At Target Field, Al Shock, News Talk 830, WCCO. Three Minneapolis City Council members are introducing a directive requesting Mayor Jacob Fry provide more details.
details on his proposal for the future of the 3rd Precinct police station. Earlier this month, Fry announced his plan to build a comprehensive public safety center at 2600 Minnehaha Avenue, at the same time expressing disappointment that the council had been unable to come up with a solid plan of its own. Council member Emily Kosky says they need more detailed information on Fry's plan before any vote is taken on it. I think that it's just important for us to get again, more information beyond than just an address so that I can make a uh, decision. The council meets next Tuesday to take up both Fry's Minnehaha proposal and the group's directive. It's unclear if the matter will be resolved before Election Day, November 7th, when all 13 council seats are on the ballot. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. A St. Paul native and her husband are missing after they lost contact with loved ones amid violence in southern Israel. 67-year-old Cindy Flash and her Israeli husband Egal live along the Gaza Strip border and haven't been heard from since Saturday. Her family worries that they could have been kidnapped or killed by Hamas. Flash worked at a local college in southern Israel advocating for peace in Israel and Palestinian rights. Flash's daughter, who was evacuated from the region, spoke with USA Today, saying that her last contact with her mother was a plea for help. Her family says they will continue to wait for official word on her and her husband's whereabouts. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. The Metropolitan Council's approved a new plan to crack down an unpaid fare. The Transit Rider Investment Program, or TRIP, will add non-sworn uniformed personnel to trains and buses that will issue non-criminal administrative citations to those who aren't paying to ride. Met Council Chair Charlie Zelli. We have been <clears throat> advocating for this shift to administrative citations for at least six years. And now that this legislation is passed, there's some urgency for implementation. It is not a question of whether we're doing this. We've made the promise. The first violation is $35. The Met Council adds those issuing the citations will be tasked with educating riders about fares and connecting those struggling with substance use disorder, mental health, or homelessness to social services. Mark Fry, Newstalk 830 WCCO. I'm Steve Simpson. Rank and file workers with Hormel Foods locations in Minnesota, Georgia, Wisconsin, and Iowa have ratified a new contract that the union says includes the largest wage increase in the company's history. In addition to the hourly wage increase of up to $6 an hour, the new contract increases both pension and 401k benefits and doubles bereavement leave. It's a four-year deal that avoids a strike that threatened to idle some 17,000 workers. This is Laura Oaks. Rain is expected to blanket much of the state beginning later this afternoon and continue through tomorrow, bringing with it some much-needed precipitation. WCCO Radio meteorologist Paul Douglas says the rain will help with the severe drought. The models are still printing out one to two inches of rain consistently, run after run. All the models seem to agree at least an inch. A few lucky spots will pick up two. Parts of southwestern Minnesota, out around Wyndham, Worthington wouldn't be surprised to see some three-inch amounts. It may just start to rain for the drive home later on today. Heavier rain tonight and tomorrow. Peak winds tomorrow morning up around 35, 40-mile-an-hour gusts. So it is going to be a windswept, miserable day if you're out and about. Jewish state legislators of the Minnesota legislature are condemning the Twin Cities Democratic Socialists of America's recent statement on the war between Israel and Hamas. In a statement, the legislators said in part they stand in solidarity with Israeli families and friends and are heartbroken by the largest single day Jewish loss of life since the Holocaust. 
calling out the statement by the Twin Cities Democratic Socialists of America, saying it fails to even mention or acknowledge the mass murder of Israelis at the hands of Hamas terrorists. Legislators further reiterating the grief and pain these events have caused in communities across the globe as they grieve both Israeli and Palestinian lives. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. Finally today, it's opening weekend for the Taylor Swift concert film, and Minnesota theaters are prepping for swarms of Swifties. Andy Wendells is manager of the Main Cinema in Minneapolis. He says another box office hit from earlier this year gave them some practice for the crowds. Just trying to, you know, make sure we're all preps for the crowds, trying to put on as, put as many staff on hand as I really can. Obviously, a few months ago, we got pretty swamped with the Barbenheimer crowds, as did basically every other theater in the country. The Taylor Swift concert film has already earned $100 million in global advanced sales. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peters in News Talk 830 WCCO.